Human hair has long been an essential component of culture and society. Styling one's hair appears to be a basic human desire to emphasize one's beauty and power, whether men or women do it. As a result of this, hairstyles throughout history have served as indicators revealing a person's social position, membership in a tribe or group, social class, age, marital status, political beliefs, and many more. However, while much attention has been focused on ancient women's hair grooming, one should not overlook the haircuts of men in antiquity. For example, in ancient Greece, beauty was valued highly by males, perhaps even more so than by females. In ancient Greece, a beautiful, full-lipped, chiseled guy recognized that his beauty was a gift from the gods and that a lovely body indicated an elegant intellect. As a result, a great ancient Greek male had no scruples about putting in more than eight hours at the gym to improve his assets. Certainly, such a person would have considered it his responsibility to pay particular attention to his hair. The ancient Chinese also thought that hair and skin were assigned to one by one's parents. As a result, showing respect for one's hair, keeping it long and luxurious, and skin, keeping it fresh and blemish-free, was the first step toward filial duty. Hair in Ancient Greece Throughout the course of Greek history, many of the ancient Greek gods were identified by their unique hairstyles. The distinctive styles worn by these heavenly figures served as inspiration for human haircuts throughout antiquity. Zeus' hair is generally raised up, after which it flows out widely and forms a crown of separate hairs. Asclepius, the god of healing is the only god who wears his hair like Zeus. Painting of Zeus at Olympia, public domain. The antithesis of the divine hairstyle was established by Dionysus and his followers, who engaged in orgiastic practices, with Dionysus himself having hermaphrodite features, such as broad shoulders, a slightly stooped posture, and long hair peeled back from his face into a knot that hides his ears. Bust of Dionysus. Ephesus Archaeological Museum, CC by SA 3.0. On end standing front hair, pointed ears, and little horns on the head are all characteristics of satyrs. Elderly silence, satyrs, wore an ivy wreath to conceal their baldness because it was considered unattractive in Homer's era. The Athenian philosopher Socrates likened his appearance to that of a Zelen. Homer and Euripides, the Athenian tragic playwright, both suffered from baldness, with their remaining greasy hair hanging down on either side. On the other hand, while Plato had a full head of hair, he left it unrestyled. Pericles, the renowned Athenian statesman, understood how to make oneself appear attractive. He dressed in the style of helmeted Athena, with a well-trimmed beard and hair. Pericles, wearing a helmet like Athena. CC by SA 3.0. Dancers and athletes with shoulder-length black hair appear in Minoan temples, especially Gnosis, on pottery and frescoes. Furthermore, Aegean art depicts men with single or double-plated locks. Homer's heroes, such as the warriors at the Battle of Marathon in 490 BC, also had such hair. The male youth grew their hair to shoulder length or even more finely braided around 500 BC, which was a very artificial and time-consuming habit of the privileged nobles. Although it may seem like a relatively recent innovation, Men began cutting their hair in the 5th century, usually due to their success in sports. The athletes' shorter hairstyles became quite fashionable. Frescoes at Gnosis, Crete, and Akrotiri, Thera, of Minoan men with long hair. Images, courtesy Mickey Pistorius. Alexander the Great's portraits with ascending locks serving as a dividing line, became the template for Hellenistic rulers. Because there was no beard among all younger Greeks, Alexander trimmed his beard to symbolize youth as an ideal in his day. In fact, he was the first king of Greece to go without a beard. Soon, at least for the next several years, it became unfashionable for the emperor to sport a beard. Bald Roman Emperors 
Despite the fact that men's hair may have required no more regular attention than women's, the community has a drastically different social response to it in ancient Rome. While women's hair was meticulously styled using many methods, lengthy grooming sessions would have been regarded as an embarrassment for males. It seems that Roman men formerly sported their hair long, as it was not until about 300 BC, with the advent of barbers known as tonsors, that short hair became popular. Hairdressers in affluent ancient Roman households were usually women, and their training included performing haircuts and maintenance. The tonstrina, barbershop, provided a more sociable atmosphere for these men who did not have access to private hairdressing or shaving services, as well as those who preferred a more communal ambience. The first shave of a young man, which was frequently celebrated in the community as a passage to manhood, occurred at barbershops. The men's bath by Albrecht Dürer, circa 1496-1497, public domain. The most famous Roman emperors were known for modish hairdos. Augustus' distinctive forked hair locks on his head are one of the traits that appear in portraits of him. Nero popularized the wavy, curly hairstyle and sideburns. Most men wore short haircuts with rounded cuts around their crowns during the Flavian period. During the rule of Trajan, a straight haircut with frontal bangs was fashionable among males. Hadrian began the fashion of growing a beard, and subsequent emperors followed suit. Despite its reputation as a sign of his loyalty to Greece and Greek culture, the Historia Augusta claims that Hadrian wore a beard to conceal flaws on his face. Male baldness was particularly revered during the Roman Republic, from 509 to 27 BC, when it represented wisdom and gravity. Male baldness was seen as a desirable quality in upstanding Romans, who used it in portraits of thinkers to convey venerability. To reflect their long years of service to the Roman state, Roman portrait patrons wanted gleamingly bald heads, broad noses and extra wrinkles to reflect the years they had dedicated to the Roman state. However, despite the association with patriotism that comes with male pattern baldness, a receding hairline outside of portraiture was not as valued. Ovid wrote in his Ars Amatoria, hornless bulls are ugly, a field without grass is an eyesore. A tree with no leaves and a head without hair are also awful. The famously bald emperor Domitian was said to have lost much sleep over his hair loss. Suetonius quoted him as saying, Be assured that nothing is more pleasing, but nothing shorter lived as having hair. Being bald was seen as a flaw by the time Julius Caesar was in power. As a result, Julius Caesar went to great lengths to conceal his thinning hair by sweeping his sparse locks over his head's crown. The Senate appears to have recognized the urgency of the issue, allowing Caesar to wear a laurel wreath to disguise his receding hair. Hair dyeing was a common practice among Roman men because both baldness and gray hair were associated with their deteriorating health and vitality. However, there was no escaping satire, and any guy attempting to cover up a receding hairline would be mocked by poets like Marshall, Marcus Valerius Martialis, in his epigrams, your hairs are carefully disposed, lest your bald head should be disclosed. Epigrams, 10.83. So-called priest-king statue, showing a neat hairstyle and trimmed beard. Mahanjodaro, late mature Harappan period, National Museum, Karachi, Pakistan. CC by SA 1.0. Hair in the Indus Valley. Hair is associated with charm and power in ancient India. Although Shiva and Parvati have matted locks or yada, early artwork depicts Buddha's hair as curly. Hair styling was popular during the Harappan period, as evidenced by archaeological finds at sites including Mahenjo-Daro, Harappa, Kalibangan, Dolavira, Rakagarhi, and Banawali. The Harappans, who lived in the Indus Valley region of modern-day Pakistan and India, employed combs. Kalibangan and Mahenjo-Daro have revealed a variety of comb teeth, including oval tang copper mirrors from Rakagari. Some terracotta sculptures depict men with their hair combed back. 
It was usually shaved short or coiled in a knot at the rear for support. Part of the hair was sometimes knotted and another hung freely in certain cases. One strand was occasionally twisted and one curled. The third style was for the guys to gather their hair into a bun or coil it around their heads in a ring shape. The men's hair is brushed back in streaks with a fillet on the head, a horn-like arrangement on the head, and a knot on the right in the terracotta male figurine from Patna. Two gentlemen engrossed in conversation while two others look on, dated to the Eastern Han Dynasty, 25-220 AD, Museum of Fine Arts Boston. Public Domain. Hair in Ancient China. Hair and hairstyles were significant to both men and women in ancient China. The hair was highly revered since it represented far more than attractiveness or individual expression. A person's hair was a statement of several aspects of his or her social position, political views, and life choices. As a result, the ancients prized their hair as a symbol of self. A portrait of General Cao Cao from Sankai Tui, 1607, public domain. The spring and autumn period, 770-476 BC, saw a punishment known as Kun, which compelled sinners to cut their hair and beards. This was seen as more damaging than other physical penalties since it wounded the sinner's spirit and literally cut his ties with his parents. The legendary General Cao Cao was pardoned from death during the war. Instead, his hair was shaved off as a punishment for disobeying military orders. The hairstyle of a man helped to distinguish between the Han people, who were at that period a newly emerged dominant ethnicity, and other ethnic groups because the Hans bound their hair while others preferred unkempt long locks. Adult Han males attached their lengthy tresses into a bun on top of their heads and occasionally wrapped it in linen. The coming-of-age rituals of the Han dynasty were also based on a hair change. When a young Han male reached the age of 20, he was given a distinctive cap and a new name for adulthood during a ceremony. He would then officially become an adult and bun his hair after this ceremony. In the Tang dynasty, hairstyles with distinct forms became a marker of social class. In 1644, when the Manchu people captured China's sovereignty, they compelled male citizens to cut their hair into the traditional Qiuwei style as a means of punishing them. The Qing dynasty rulers, two years later, notoriously ordered that all male Han Chinese persons must wear the long classic plate as a sign of submission to their new rulers. Such was the hatred that not cutting one's hair was made into treason and punishable by death.